0: Mind. Body. Spirit. The martial arts are a way of life. Attack Life, Not Others is an insight into that life
1: with Tim Hoover and Steve Mittman. Tim,
0: special guest in studio with us again, Dr. Jared Spencer. Jared, welcome back. Always a pleasure to be with you. Sports psychologist and author of the book, Mind of the Athlete, Clearer Mind, Better Performance. You know we talk about mind body spirit you want to strengthen each to its fullest and hopefully live a more fulfilled life we talk about nutrition we talk about building the body building the mind strengthening the spirit but one fundamental thing you need for all of that is sleep absolutely
2: it's the number one factor in performance no matter what we do if we're sleep deprived we're not gonna be able to think as clearly and our performance is not gonna be anywhere near where
0: it could be. Yeah. I'll be the first to admit I try to eat well, I work out, and cardio is strengthening, flexibility, meditation with yoga and different practices. Of course, you know, sensei Hoover, Tim and I, we train in the martial arts. I will be the first to admit sleep is uh, lacking in, yes. in, in, in my life.
1: Let me ask you a question. Certain things that break us down from a physical form. we talked about diet and then the choices that you're awake and aware of. You make wrong choices for the day and eat wrong and you have a poor performance. What choices do you make that gives you poor performance as far as sleep? For me, eight hours to get the ultimate performance to wake up feeling fresh and ready to go so I can conquer the day, so to speak. What breaks that down?
2: How do I recover from getting bad sleep? Great question. And the answer is this. If we want to solve the sleep problem, now the average college athlete sleeping in about 6.5 hours a day. Ooh. That's nowhere even near what we need. And most human beings in, in America today, they're sleeping about seven hours-ish. So we're all walking around sleep. And the number one reason, the biggest thing, if we want to improve sleep, we have got to deal with the cell phone addiction problem in America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That 90% of the people I poll lie in bed at night looking at their phone right before they go to sleep at night. That cell phone is suppressing the melatonin that the body's trying to release. In addition, the more time you spend on social media, the more depressed we actually feel. So we've got an entire generation, especially young people, that are giving themselves anti-melatonin and a dose of depression Every night before they go to bed. Yeah, how's it working out for us? Yeah, we Not can't good. solve sleep if we don't deal with cell phone addiction.
1: Yeah, and I think in a couple of shows past, with a different guest, we had talked about what he does and what they do to get themselves pumped up for the day when they wake up. Right. This is different. How do you get yourself pumped down for your evening sleep? What happens if you eat too late? What happens if you're doing all the wrong things before you enter that? you know, small bed to be able to fall asleep. What do you do to- Well, the right thing to
2: do is this. Every night we yawn. There's a significant yawn that comes over us. And according to uh, Dr. Paul, Nicholas Hall, the yawn that comes over us is the body's release of melatonin. And exactly an hour after that big yawn is when we would ideally fall asleep. So tonight I want every listener to notice the yawn look at their watch, and then say, okay, an hour from now is when I would close my eyes and fall asleep. And in that hour, that pre-sleep routine has to be really intentional. And the first thing we do is we put all electronics away and we put them on a family charging station somewhere in the master bedroom away from the bed. Mm. We get rid of electronics. And we take a shower or you have a light snack, listen to relaxing music. But ultimately the best thing is to read a book Yeah. And most people will say, well, I start to read a book, I fall asleep. Exactly. That's, That's the what point. what you want. Yeah. But if we can ramp the brain down, slow down the brain waves, the amount of electrical impulses in the brain before we fall asleep, we're actually going to catch that ideal mark when we would go in our sleep cycle. If we did that, we're more likely to get the eight, eight and a half, nine hours sleep we need. Most people miss that mark because they're on their phone.
1: Yeah. And I think last episode we talked – Um, You talked about focusing on on shift change. I think this is also an awareness of what you're saying, yawning, having an awareness of of the right and wrongs that you do that you're going to pump yourself up or pump yourself down. Um, For me, if I watch the news too late, if I watch the TV and I'm watching disaster at 11 o'clock at night, it's hard for me to, to bring myself down.
2: Yeah, rule of thumb, the TV, nothing negative like the news. No football games because you get sucked into it. No movies get sucked into it. Things that roll like sports centers okay or the guy who narrates that moose walking around in Yellowstone with that really buoyant voice, that guy. (laughs) Okay, anything like that could have put you to sleep.
0: You said awareness, Tim, and I was thinking of that exact word as well. It's an interesting experiment. I can't wait to try myself just to be aware of that first yawn that you said. Yeah. The key with this
2: is that once you have that yawn, you fall asleep and you're like, great, I feel good. I had a good night's sleep. It takes three nights of consistent sleep before you really feel optimal.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: And if you throw your sleep off one night...
0: Starts all over? Yes. Really?
2: Which is why in America, most people feel the worst on Mondays. Oh. But we tend to feel the best on Thursdays and into Friday. Yeah. So schedule all your important meetings on Thursdays or Friday morning. Uh a Friday afternoon, you might as well shut down America because I don't feel like everybody was really productive. Mm. But we stay up late Friday night a total night sense Tuesday, right. Yeah,
1: I mean, there's something to say about this, you know, I know Steve, you you really um honor and concentrate on the Sabbath, and that's so forgotten about today anywhere and everywhere really we're just constantly going years and years ago we used to have sundays off now we you know christmas time my gosh the stores are open almost 24 hours a day yeah. it's just insane yeah. and you can't expect to call nine one one and say hey help me teach me how to sleep we have to take this responsibility on our own we have to start figuring this out because the world is going in the wrong direction we got to figure out the right direction for us and our families and anybody else that we can connect to this podcast. This is very interesting to me. What about cat naps?
2: Do they make any sense?
0: Great make question, yeah.
2: Perfect sense. According to a NASA study, the optimal is a 26-minute nap at 2 o'clock each day. Hmm. Hmm. And the well, re- is,
0: does that change based on when you wake up, though, or is it 2 o'clock for everyone pretty much? It does
2: change based upon when you wake up, but what we know is this. Eight hours after we wake up is our lowest energy level during the day. Okay. So most people tend to wake up around 6 o'clock-ish in America. All right. Therefore, the 2 o'clock crash is what we tend to notice. So you're least productive between 2 and 3- Eight hours after you wake up. That
0: makes sense because as you know what I do in the mornings on the TV station, I get up roughly about 3.30. Yes. But I feel that downslope kicking in roughly around noon. That's exactly it. So that makes sense. It's on track with what you're saying for me.
2: And so ideally what we're saying is you would close your eyes for just a couple minutes up to 26 minutes. And the reason 26 minutes is because we want to stay in light sleep. Once you move into stage three or stage four of sleep, that's makes called you tired. Yes. Yeah. Then you, so if you take an hour-long nap, you actually wake up feeling worse. So what we want to do is just kind of turn the brain off and turn the brain back on. And if we did that every single day, we would actually feel so much better and to NASA would be so much more productive.
0: So you work with hundreds of athletes and maybe even thousands over the years, I'm sure, with you know, high school, collegiate and pro too. Yeah. Would I be correct if I were to say, if I were to guess that this is probably the hardest thing to get them to do? I'm sure nutrition is, you know, it's easier working out physically, training physically, doing the actual sport that they're competing in. But probably sleep would be sort of the last frontier. Yeah,
2: sleep is up there for two reasons. One, for college athletes, most freshmen and sophomores live in dorms, and it's just a lifestyle. It's very difficult to get to bed early and get the good sleep you need. By about a junior or senior year, they live off campus, and they have tend to figure it out. It's pretty good. For the professional athletes, it's really hard because professional sports fall in the entertainment industry, which means they're going to work at night. And now they're going to cross time zones and they're going to travel after they get done playing at 10 o'clock at night. And so that consistency of irregularity in their ability to fall asleep at the same time every night now throws a monkey wrench in the whole equation. And we've got to now work on, well, okay, if this is the norm, this is what we know will work great for those rare professional athletes that are crossing time zones and traveling so much. What do we do about that? That's what gets more complicated.
1: I think too, you know, you, you brought up a point of using the word athlete. And I think a lot of people that listen to the show, um, you know, you have to understand that it's easy to approach an athlete in a way because an athlete has a goal. Mm -hmm. And that goal is right in front of them to be the best soccer player, being the best baseball player. They have a goal that's right in front of them. They're young, they're vibrant, and they want to be the best of the best. That should not be different for any one of us. Any one of us can be the best at the best at what we do in life. And I think that a lot of people say, well... Why do I want to get, you know, eight hours of sleep? Why do I want to eat right? The answer is because you can be better and walk around this world maybe like you're not the walking dead
2: and wake up because we need to all wake up. Don't you agree? 100%. But the reality is most people use the word tired to describe how they feel today. Yeah. And so people are walking around like zombies with their heads in their cell phone because of cell phone addiction. What we've got to do is, you're right, wake up. How do we do that? We actually have to get more rest.
1: Yes, yes. And, you know, anybody who looks at this and discards this, there's been a lot of research done lately. I just read a book on the military and how they're approaching the military's sleep time, realizing that is one of the most important things that has lacked over the years. And it's just incredible when you think about it. And then you get the kid who says, well, I'm just going to caffeine up. I'm just going to zip my brain up. I don't need that. I don't need to hear that stuff. You know, what happens? What
2: happens? What happens is America runs on Duncan. Mm. And that's not a slam of Duncan. That's the reality that we're addicted to caffeine in the morning. We need a stimulant to wake up and then a depressant to put us to sleep at night. Yeah, I know. And that vicious cycle has got vicious to be broken. Does, it, does the caffeine have a negative kick later? You yes. know, like
1: in other words, if you do three cups of coffee and then does it kick back in a negative way later down the road that day, do you have a drop?
2: Yeah, great question. And it depends upon the individual because it's an addiction. Mm. And so how much do they need? What are they consuming? What are they doing? And so for each individual, it's very... Um, specialize as to like, what are they really consuming? How often? So I can't answer that question directly, but what we do know in general is this, it would be better if we didn't have to rely on a stimulant to wake up in the morning.
1: I know, I know. And the problem is though we all have, I know it's not an excuse, but we all have such a demand of being there and on top, taking care of our families bringing home the money. Yeah, Um, Being around for what we want to do and not missing a day. Not one of us want to miss a day. When you get to that point, you do. I mean, I do. I caffeine up in the morning. I drink a couple cups of coffee. Then at night, I have a couple glasses of wine. I do. And I'm not happy. But the bottom line is is that I want to be vibrant and up and ready to go the next day. I don't, you know... I don't know if I could pull it off without caffeine. Right. You see what I'm saying?
2: Yes. And it's a dependency that's.
0: uh, you're not alone. Most of America would agree with everything you just said. Yeah. This has been so inspiring for me, though, because what you just said, Tim, I mean, we could be more on, quote unquote, on during the other six. If we get eight hours, we've got 16 solid hours where we could be running on all cylinders. When we're there, we're truly there. Yeah. As Mm -hmm. opposed to being halfway there, walking dead, and just always, how how are you? I'm tired, like you said.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you would would have asked me before, 20 years ago, what do I teach in the martial arts? I would have said, self-defense. Now, in our instructor meetings, I say, first, double one is character development. Number two is teach the kids, the adults, focus. Number three is self-awareness. Number four is get them physically fit. And number five is self-defense. All the other four are things you're going to walk with every day of your life. Mm -hmm. Number five may never occur, but all the other four will. Yeah. And that's the coolest thing about what you're saying and about what the show's about. Yeah. And I'm sure about what your book's about as well.
2: Well, absolutely. I mean, the reality is no matter what we do, it's just kind of a means to the end. It's the character. It's the integrity. It's the life lessons that you, as a sensei, teach. And that's what matters most. Yeah, it
0: does. Dr. Dr. Jared Spencer. Jared, thanks so much for being here. I'm going to get my sleep tonight. (laughs) It's a pleasure. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Attack Life, Not Others. Subscribe to our podcast. And for more on our way of life through the martial arts, go to hooverkarate.com. This has been a Steve Mittman social media creation. creation. Steve Mitman social